0: I'm very worried about Vaughn Palmer and everybody over on Vancouver Island, because Vaughn has told us so many times that it just doesn't snow over there, and yet I keep hearing that, Vaughn, it snowed over there. Are you okay?
1: Yeah, really, really alarming uh, pictures out of uh, Victoria, and the only good thing I can say about it is I'm actually in Vancouver, uh, looking out my window here, and I see it's raining. I hope it's not freezing rain. I hope I can get home (laughs) tonight to Victoria, because... uh, you know, they're talking about the great 1996 blizzard. It's not that bad in Victoria, but we just, you know, uh, panic at the sight of the first snowflake. So uh, I gather the entire community is traumatized, uh, judging from Kylie Stanton's coverage last night on the Global yeah, News Hour.
0: it sure <laughs> sounds like it. So you're over here, you've been talking a lot about kind of natural resources yeah. this week because there's a conference that has been going on. And so they've talked about forestry, too.
1: Yeah, so there's two conferences, actually, uh, overlapping. So you have the Northern Resource Conference uh, in Prince George, and that was Tuesday and Wednesday, and then you've got the truck loggers having a convention here in Vancouver and the same thing, and David Eby, two speeches with the same message. So Prince George, Tuesday night, yesterday in Vancouver. And look, he's acknowledged that there's a serious Serious problem. He says, deeply serious with the fiber supply. So, the raw material that feeds our sawmills and our pulp mills, and if we're going to have value added production, the wood for that. And British Columbia is way, way down in the annual timber harvest. It's about half what it was just a few years ago for a bunch of reasons. The premier says he's going to address it, is addressing it. And uh, in both speeches, that was the big message. Uh, So the message here in Vancouver, the message in Prince George. The premier is aware of a problem, aware that it stands in the path of being able to invest in the forest industry. You can't persuade somebody to build a value-added mill because uh, they don't know if they're going to be able to get the wood. So it's a a big, big problem, Uh, and I say, you know, it's election year and all that, but the Premier has acknowledged it, and he says he's going to do something about
0: it. Okay, but what?
1: Well, you know, the cabinet shuffle we all covered on Monday, uh, and uh, most of the coverage was how they were taking Mitzi Dean out of the Ministry of Children and Family Development, and that was the big news, but... The premier also appointed a new minister of state, Andrew Mercier. He's from Langley. And uh, E.B. explained on Tuesday and again on Thursday, he said, you know, pay attention to that appointment because that minister, minister of state, has been put in charge of finding fiber, wood that's available, and connecting it up to operators that need it. So that's it pretty tall order Uh, the premier says that's his job that's what this guy is going to do and you know he's got the premier behind him so that's important uh one thing that i asked the premier was has Mercier been given specific targets no he hasn't there's another challenge for him he's a minister of state simi and as you know They're not paid as much, and they don't actually have a ministry of their own. They work under other ministries. In this case, he's working under the minister of forests. So he's going to need the cooperation of other ministries and also of the indigenous people of British Columbia who increasingly have a controlling say over how the wood, the trees in their territory is used. So, you know, I, I would say this is a first step. The premier's acknowledged there's a serious problem. Uh, a second step, he's appointed somebody to deal with it. But I think we'll be watching and reporting on whether or not he's making any progress. After all, the election is not that far away. And when your harvest is, as I say, it's about 55 percent of what it was at the peak, uh, you got a long way to go to get up to the level yeah. we need for all those industries.
0: Oh, Vaughn, is there possibly another situation in Surrey for us to talk about?
1: Uh, it's incredible, but uh, thank you so much, Simi, for sending me the latest uh, exchange of correspondence in the long-running battle over policing services in Surrey. So the latest entry is from Mike Farnworth. He's listed general, minister of public safety, and he's written a letter to Brenda Locke and her majority on council out there. Um, one thing to note, and just looking at the letter again, so the letter is this, like, this week, right? It's a response to a letter that Locke sent to Farnworth two months ago. Like, this is, this is kind of a slow-motion slanging match really that's going on. I, I guess the biggest news in the letter, uh, apart from the recriminations, is that Farnworth? I didn't know this. Um, the provincial director of policing services is already dealing with the budget situation out in Surrey. So Farnworth appointed an administrator. The administrator, Mike Sayre, produced a budget that went to council on November the 30th. But, and this is the important thing, on December 22nd, the Provincial Director of Policing Services received a request to step in and adjudicate the budget standoff in Surrey. So the way the law works, Provincial Director of Policing Service has the final call on all this. And I think we're now headed to the end game on this. The provincial director of policing services is presumably at some point, uh, I gather he has a couple more months, going to come out and say, okay, here's the budget. My word is final. And the other thing that comes out of the letter is, Farnworth is telling Surrey, you're in charge of paying for the transition. You're in charge for paying for policing services. So it's a fairly severe letter, uh, as we know, Simi, from experience. Uh, it's not over till it's over out in Surrey, and I think we all might wonder if it's ever going to be <laughs> over, but that's the latest.
0: I thought it was interesting as well that there were some points that he made in there, is that why are you not meeting with this transition person yeah. when you asked for a transition yes, person in a meeting yes. with the Premier?
1: Yes, so there's actually the province has actually got two people out there, and it's easy to get... The mixed up. So there's Jessica McDonald. Uh, She's the advisor, the strategic advisor. And then there's Mike Sayre. He's the administrator. And yeah, Farnworth explains their roles, right? They're there. Uh, The strategic advisor is there to facilitate talks, but not her job to settle things. It's just giving advice. And the administrator is there to sort out the budget numbers, But again, the ultimate call is the provincial director of policing services. So all that's there. But yeah, I think it's quite interesting in there that he says, hey, you asked for this to Brenda Locke. We'll, I'm sure, hear black from Brenda Locke as to whether or not she actually did ask for this in her mind. But it's really interesting to see, or important to see, Farmer saying, within the law, it's Surrey's job to come up with the transition to con- how the the transition plan how to continue to transition to the standalone police force in Surrey that's Surrey's job it's not the advisor and it's not the administrator that has to come up with a plan Surrey has to and of course as you know Surrey is dragging its feet on that Simi because they're fighting the order in court and Surrey you know whatever you believe in this. Surrey thinks it doesn't have to do anything because it might win the court case. I have my doubts, but you know, I thought this thing was over a long time ago. So,
0: you know, what do we know going on? What do we know about (laughs) it? But yeah,
1: I mean, this one, as I said, there's really nothing like this. Normally, the provincial government and uh, municipalities, especially a big one like Surrey, which you know is huge government representation out there. They find ways to work together, and the odd thing, of course, is they are working together on other stuff, right? They're working together on transit and SkyTrain expansion, and they're working together on housing and all that. But there's this incredibly bitter standoff over policing services, and it just won't go away. There's really really nothing like it. Um, that I can see, that I can think of, the power and the legislation appear very much to be on the side of the provincial government, but the political blame is the other issue, and I guess the most most plausible explanation I can come up with for why Surrey is dragging its feet on this is because they want to be forced to do this, and if it costs more, they want to be able to say if your taxes are going up here in Surrey, right. don't blame us, blame Mike Farmer.
0: They want to be forced to do this so they can say we were forced to do this, which is, you know, ridiculous when it comes to policing. But again, that's another day. I wanted to ask you about one more thing, too, because uh, Premier Eby also talked about foreign interference in this year's provincial election, which I thought was really interesting.
1: Yeah, he got asked about this uh, earlier in the week. And, uh, you know, uh, it's hard to keep track of everything Eby says because he's very active and he's very busy and he answers questions. He said, yeah, he said the provincial government is concerned about foreign interference in the bc election this year and he said uh, the public service the head of the public service in bc has gone to the independent chief electoral officer and said what resources do you need we will provide them with you to make it a secure election and to preclude foreign interference. So it's been engaged at that level. Uh, we haven't seen the election plan yet from the chief electoral officer. They'd be working on that right now. But the fact that the premier is concerned enough to say, if you need the resources, they'll be there." Uh, You can see where that's coming from. I mean, there are enough concerns around the world about foreign interference in elections, and EB is making it clear there isn't going to be a question about that here. The resources will be there to protect the electoral system.
0: All right, we'll see what happens. That's going to be an interesting one to watch. Uh, Vaughn, thank you. Bye-bye, Simi. That is Vaughn Palmer there from the Vancouver Sun.